is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Our number is 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. We are being inundated now with propaganda. Propaganda from the Defense Department, propaganda from the State Department, propaganda from the National Security Advisor, and propaganda from Biden. You're not supposed to believe your eyes and ears. Most of you have been watching more TV than you normally would. You've been listening to more radio than you normally would because you're engaged. And the main question in your mind is what's going to happen to our fellow American citizens? And the polls are turning. Washington lives and dies by polls. 41% of the public approve of what Biden's doing, which means almost 60% do not. And the question about how we're going to get American citizens out, the last American citizen, how we're going to identify them, has been the question on our minds for at least a week. The conditions that are in place were put there by Biden. The environment in which what troops we have there operate was created by Biden. He did this. His generals went along with it. His Secretary of State, Secretary of Defense, and National Security Advisor went along with it. And I I stand apart from those who say we shouldn't bring Afghans to the United States or to our ally countries who served with us shoulder to shoulder, one with the other. And I noticed that the vast majority, not all, but the vast majority of men who have fought over there in Afghanistan say exactly the same thing. The vast majority of people here who like to pontificate and hear their own voices do not. They don't matter. They don't matter. As a a logical matter, if we don't have allies who assist us, 
whether it's Syria or Iraq, intelligence information from Iran, whether it's in dealing with terrorists in Africa or all over the world, we're doomed. For those who say we can't be everywhere, which of course is true, more the reason we have to show the world, we have to show our allies, and by allies I don't even mean nation states, our allies in these various hellholes, that we will stand with them, that we will help them. When the going gets rougher, we decide to leave. Otherwise we'll have no eyes and ears and intel anywhere. You can't just use satellites, you need human intelligence. So these people make no sense, dismiss them. But the same media, for the most part, that has been lying to us year after year, pushing its political agenda, censoring conservatives, has it disappeared? Now and then they'll do something that is, that is effective and give us some information. But we're getting a lot of propaganda, too, out of this White House, out of the Defense Department. This guy Kirby, the Admiral. His whole life, he's pretty much been a communications director. And he's an admiral, a rear admiral. Joe Biden doesn't take questions. Walks away. Again. Meanwhile, the Democrats just passed the the first step for the greatest spending bill in world history that will destroy our voting system, destroy our immigration system, destroy our economic system, massive transformation of money from the private sector to the government sector, massive transformation of money from people who work to people who don't work, massive tax increases, amnesty by the millions and millions, followed by chain migration, and they call this a reconciliation bill. And they're pushing it as fast as they can for several reasons. They know that Biden is doomed. They know that Pelosi is doomed. And they know they may lose the Senate. And so these people do not believe in constitutional republicanism. They do not believe in representing the people. They're trying to impose their will as fast as they can. And the media have been focused on 10 Democrats, so they keep calling moderates. Like this guy Gosheimer from northern New Jersey. He voted for this today. He's a fraud. He goes back to the phony, corrupt media in his district. They say, look what our wonderful moderate Democrat did. He's no moderate Democrat. He marches behind Nancy Pelosi, like all the rest of them. Every single Democrat, including those phony 10 moderates, voted with Pelosi today. Every one of them. And they do it while thousands of our fellow Americans are stuck in Afghanistan thanks to their president thanks to their secretary of state thanks to their secretary of defense they're trying to push this stuff through the most massive transformation and dislocation of our society we've ever seen that's not what Franklin Roosevelt did when he passed the New Deal he had massive majorities in the House and the Senate he took it to the American people they take nothing to us These huge omnibus bills where all kinds of stuff is hidden. She did the same thing with Obamacare. She's fascistic, if not Marxist. No question about it. 
Nancy Pelosi. So there's a reality in Afghanistan, and then there's the propaganda you're hearing. I challenge anybody, Democrat, Republican, Independent, or nothing, to call this program and tell me what the strategy is to get every last American citizen out of Afghanistan. I challenge you. People working on Capitol Hill, you hear this program. People working in the Biden administration, you hear this program. I want to know what it is. What's the plan? There is no plan. A couple of Democrats showed some ankle. The Scaramondi, or whatever his name is, from California yesterday. I played his audio. He said, what do you want, the troops to go into the city and to go into the suburbs and bring them out? That's not going to happen. And you know what's interesting? The individuals I see on Fox are most aggressive about taking military action are men who've seen combat in Afghanistan. In Afghanistan, you've heard these, you've heard these special for unless of course you cherry pick the one or two here, and a couple of people do that. I don't play that game. Michael Walls will be on here at the bottom of the hour. He's a Green Beret. I believe, a ranger. You see these special forces guys saying, we've got to go in there, this is what we need to do. You heard Colonel Kemp Saturday on my program, on Fox, commander of British forces, right in the teeth of the war over there, said, you can't do this, you've got to go in and get your people out. These are men who are not sending somebody else's kids in Afghanistan. They were in Afghanistan. And they fought, fought combat in Afghanistan. Now, they don't make a bunch of excuses about how this happened and what needs to be done. Well, the Afghans wouldn't fight, even though 50,000 of them died in the last seven years. Or they can't add, and they don't know numbers. They don't know left from right. They don't need to know left from white, and they don't need to add numbers. You need to know how to aim and fire. And they've explained this over and over. We yanked all the support away from them, intelligence support, mechanical support, air support, and they collapsed. But the point is, we now are exposed. We now are exposed. They're going to go through that country and slaughter and slaughter and slaughter in a genocide that we haven't seen since Cambodia. That we haven't seen since ISIS. And it really does appall me that so many people are cold-blooded about this. Including Biden. It's shocking how many of the women's rights groups haven't said a damn thing, haven't issued a single statement. It's amazing Michelle Obama and her Me Too movement haven't said a thing. Because it's easy to attack your own country, which is a righteous country, which is a beautiful country. It's easy to attack your own country. When you know there's no consequences, in fact, you'll be celebrated. You'll be celebrated. And under the cover of dark, there's Pelosi and the hoodlums of the Democrats in the House pushing their agenda to destroy America from within. To destroy America from within. You know, the food stamp budget has a 22% increase that this president's pushing, while defense is flat. 
China's on the rise, Russia's on the rise, Iran's building nukes. Now we have to deal with Afghanistan, potentially bleeding into Pakistan, and on and on and on. The border's wide open, nonetheless. Inexcusable. Absolutely inexcusable. Over the horizon, he talks about, but over the horizon. They love their phrases in Washington. We're going to do over the horizon intelligence. Over the horizon, you idiot. You have no idea what the hell you're talking about. You never did. Joe Biden is the gift that keeps giving to communist China, to fascistic Russia, to the Islamo-Nazis in Tehran and all the rest of them. He's the gift that keeps giving. While he's hollowing out America from within, while he went on and on. It's a funny thing. This is the commander-in-chief of our troops, right? A couple of weeks ago, wasn't he calling this a racist country, a white supremacist country? A couple of years ago, the audio was played elsewhere on the Internet. Didn't he say that it's nothing special to be American? You can't even define America. Go ahead, define it, he says. We're literally dealing with a buffoon. And when he had his wits, he was a buffoon. And the Democrat Party, still at war with the country from within. They've weakened our economy. They're driving up inflation, the price of gasoline and food. The border's wide open. It is they who are perpetuating this virus, not Governor DeSantis or Governor Abbott or any other governor. It is they with an open border. All right, I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Do you remember uh, ISIS? ISIS in Iraq, they used to call it. ISIS in Iraq. Then we have ISIS-K, an offshoot of ISIS that operates in Afghanistan. Now, ISIS came about in a significant way because Joe Biden was put in charge of withdrawing our troops from Iraq. We'd been there long enough what he said and so the withdrawal was hasty it was poorly planned and it resulted in the building of the ISIS caliphate remember how they slaughtered people decapitated Americans and now he's president of the United States and he's 
in charge of the withdrawal from Afghanistan. He's done the same damn thing. Because stupid people don't learn. And he's a very stupid man. And uh, he is a high, a high bar for pain, the pain of others. The pain of others. He doesn't blink when he looks at his television monitor and sees what's taking place. He knows what's going on because he's getting significant intelligence information more than you and I have. It'll be the next president has to deal with this. Look at the border. He knows what's going on in the border. He knows that the virus is coming in through the border. He knows MS-13 is coming in through the border. He knows that uh, drug cartels and coyotes are coming through the border. He knows what's happening to little girls on the border and women. He knows about the cages, effectively, that he's had children in, that he used to come. He knows all this is going on. He also knows almost a quarter million illegal aliens are pouring into the country. That's okay by Joe. It's all right. He sees he's unleashed inflation. He started his press conference off today, such as it is, by praising the House Democrats for pushing forward with a $3.5 trillion, which is actually a $5.5 trillion bill, but even worse than the spending, which is disastrous. It's how it fundamentally alters every aspect of this country. And you don't know much about it because it's in a massive, massive bill, thousands of pages long, and they're not done writing it. He's okay with that. Communist China is on the rise. And so what does he do with our military after Trump was building it up? He freezes it. Freezes it. Death rates through the roof. Murder rate is through the roof. He never talks about it. He never talks about it. When we come back, we will have a hero on the program. Michael Waltz, who is a member of the House of Representatives, he's the first Green Beret elected to Congress, and he served in combat tours in Afghanistan. We'll be right back. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Well, it's a pleasure to have Representative Michael Waltz on the program. He uh, first Green Beret elected to Congress. He served on multiple combat tours in Afghanistan. How are you, sir? You know, Mark, uh, I am a mix between it's it's an unhealthy mix between rage and grief uh, uh-huh. right now. But um, this is just an, a jaw-droppingly disgusting and sad day uh, uh, for for our country. And in so many ways, Congressman, it truly is unbelievable. And, um, I mean, obviously, I didn't fight there. I can't sleep at night thinking about this, can you? I mean, it is so bad for, for, for our troops. It's so bad for our allies. It's so bad for our country, what's happened here. And it's as if nobody can get through to Joe Biden. You can't get through to this guy. He just is not open to rationality, is he? Uh, no, uh, look, this is this is a disaster on so many levels. It's a disaster from a humanitarian 
standpoint, the Afghan women, journalists, uh, <laughs> interpreters that stood and were willing to take a bullet with alongside American soldiers, it's a disaster for our credibility. Can you imagine what they're thinking in places like Taiwan, Ukraine, uh, and, and elsewhere about whether America will stand with you under this administration? And the biggest thing, Mark, it's a disaster for American safety. Al-Qaeda 3.0 is going to co- come roaring back. The Taliban takeover equals an Al-Qaeda takeover. And here we are heading into the 20th anniversary of 9-11 with a Taliban and Al-Qaeda flag flying once again, dictating terms to the commander-in-chief. Uh, and uh, just my heart is broken for the victims of 9-11, for the Gold Star families, for the veterans who sacrificed so much to watch one man flush it all down the toilet. And that's right. One man flush it down the toilet because this was all completely unavoidable, wasn't it, Congressman? You know, it really was. Uh, you know, people want to, you know, there, there are two narratives, right? One, they want to point to uh, President Trump and say he started this. Uh, look, President Trump wanted out. I talked to him about it, and, uh, and a number of people did. But at the end of the day, he didn't do it. Uh, you know, we went to him, and he listened uh, and, uh, and left a small force there, number one, to keep pressure on the terrorists, and number two, uh, to provide support to the Afghan army. They were out doing the fighting and dying, uh, but they needed that support, and uh, Biden just ripped it away. Uh, and, and, and we are where we are. But this was completely, completely avoidable. This is a self-inflicted wound on our country. Uh, and uh, as I said earlier today, when we have another Pulse nightclub, another San Bernardino, another terrorist attack, God help us, another 9-11, that blood is on Biden's hands. For these people that are being hunted down as we speak, that's on his hands. For the Americans that are trapped behind enemy lines, that's on his hands. And the thing that has me so damn mad is the future American soldiers that are going to have to go back over there, but now with no bases, no local allies, and fight our own damn equipment that the Taliban are going to use against us, that blood is on his hands. And i got to tell you, we are going to hold him accountable, and I'm going to never let him and the group of clowns that are sitting around him forget it. You know, Congressman Waltz, he uh, he was also largely responsible for the complete breakdown after we withdrew from Iraq, mostly withdrew from Iraq. ISIS springs up, a caliphate is developed, uh, Obama really doesn't bend a finger in any serious way to address it, Trump comes in, eventually wipes them out and so forth. This guy's a walking, talking uh, wrecking ball. And I'll tell you what amazes me. What amazes me is that there's not a general with the guts, I'll say it, with the guts to resign in protest. Not one. That's absolutely right. No, you're absolutely right. The, listen, Mark, the same team that's around Biden was the same ones that are around Obama. Blinken, Austin, Jake Sullivan, Feiner, Avril Haines, who's the director of national intelligence, was the deputy at CIA. And not just the pullout of Iraq that led to ISIS, beheadings of Americans and attacks around the world. They're also responsible for Benghazi, same crew, responsible for the Bergdahl trade. I had to lead the search for Bo Bergdahl as a Green Beret, by the way. Never in a million years did I think I would see all of these, all of these idiots standing around Obama declaring him a hero. They're all, Susan Rice is still lurking in the background, by the way, uh, in the White House. 
so it's all the same people, and they two fundamental flaws. One, they believe America is more of a problem than it is a solution. And number two, if we're just nice enough, if we just give away enough, if we just concede enough, that our enemies will be nice back. And let me tell you, I've sat across the table from the Taliban. They understand strength, they understand leverage, and they understand bombs on forehead, period. And when they smell weakness, which they do right now in the White House, you're going to see them take full advantage, and that's exactly what they're doing. Let me ask you this. It's, it's a little deeper, a little more fundamental, but I want to ask you. You're a very, very sure. smart gentleman. So I write this book, American Marxism, to try and point out areas in our culture and society that are under attack from within, calling the nation racist, white supremacist, the, that the American uh, 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 territories are legitimate because of all these white Protestants who came from Europe, the war on separation of powers, the war on the economic system, trying to brainwash our children. When a country from within is destroying itself fundamentally, uh, when it is attacking the minds of its own children, the next generation, when the media regurgitate this stuff day in and day out, when you weaken a country from within, it doesn't have the resolve when it comes to matters like that, or at least the politicians don't. Do you agree with that? No, I absolutely agree with it, right? We have our external threats, uh, you know, Russia, China, Iran, North Korea, global terrorism, uh, and those are, you know, those are kind of outside forces pounding on your house. But the much more insidious danger are the termites that eat at the foundation from within. And you just described all of them. And we face far greater threats from within. Mark, I'm sitting right now off the House floor, the House of Representatives, and we should be dedicating every waking moment to saving the thousands of Americans that are trapped behind terrorist lines right now. But instead, what are we doing? We're voting on what they call social infrastructure. The, the, the biggest mass giveaway of future wealth, all borrowed from China, by the way. I don't even like to call it taxpayer dollars. It's borrowed from China. Uh, that's, what, that's what the left is pushing right now in the middle of an international crisis with American lives at risk. They're pushing their social infrastructure. And in that bill, they're also pushing permanent control over the government. Their voting system, okay. massive amnesty, which will have chain migration, uh, the, the big redistribution of wealth from, uh, from the private yep. sector to their base, which they want to grow. Th- this will fundamentally alter the nature of this country, don't you think? This is free. I mean, I was just re-looking the legislation. Free daycare, free pre-K, free college, uh, free. I mean, we just keep going down the list that no one, no one can possibly afford to pay for, except for a massive uh, redistribution. And socialism has never worked anywhere in the world, will never work, and is not going to work here. But it will be a massive anchor that will sink this country. So, uh, so you're absolutely right. It is rotting the core within. But I think that, that at the heart of it all is our education system. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is producing our, the vast majority of our military officers now come from ROTC, from universities. Uh, that's, it's, it's producing the next generation that thinks this country is fundamentally evil, racist, misogynist, and colonialist. I want to take some of those kids and send them over t- uh, to Afghanistan right now. Uh, I want to send them to where these uh, interpreters who are willing to die with us that are so desperate to get out of there and get to this country, they'll cling to the side of a jet 
and risk that rather than stay where they are and watch them kiss the ground when they land here, the very lucky few that get out of there. But, you know, they're lacking any perspective. Uh, and uh, that's one of the reasons I'm pushing to get us back to national service like the Israelis do. Uh, because I tell you what, when you learn leadership, followership, teamwork, and you do it with people who don't think like you, and you're forced to sacrifice for something bigger than you, then you learn what that flag means. But we don't have that anymore. Uh, but that's why we need more veterans in Congress, and that's why you know I'm here uh, to fight for this great nation. I think we're in for some very, very, very difficult times. Uh, you know, we've had Jack Keane on the program. We had um, Colonel Richard Kemp, who headed. British forces for a period of time there, they are so thoroughly disgusted. And they talk about how this is going to resonate throughout terrorist organizations, throughout enemy nation states, even as close as Pakistan now, which has nuclear weapons in the Middle East. I saw yesterday Saudi Arabia is cutting some kind of a, a military deal now with Russia. Iran's going to do some military exercises with Russia and China. Everybody uh, sees a shift, a power shift here. And I'm very concerned, Congressman, I'll be honest with you. Half the country sees this. We see this. The other half kind of controls what the, the uh, tools and the mechanisms of our government. And what we're seeing is the decline of the United States and the rise of communist China. And it is uh, right. happening on our watch. By the way, by the way Mark, you know, Biden uses an excuse for this disastrous policy. Oh, we need to, you know, we need to be shifting towards China. Which I agree with, but guess what? What's the only place in the world where we had a base sandwiched between China, Russia, and Iran? It was Bagram Air Base in Afghanistan that he just gave away. He just gave it away for nothing. Uh, we had one on their back flank, right next to their nuclear uh, missile silos, the new ones, hundreds of miles from their western border, and he just gave it away. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> You're absolutely right. It's just, can we survive the next couple of years? Can we survive the next 18 months until we get the majority back, at least in the House, and fire Nancy Pelosi? And they're going to do as much damage as is humanly possible, because that's why they're pushing so hard now. She's a three-vote majority in the House. They have a no-vote majority in the Senate. The Constitution gives them the vice president's vote. And they want to make changes to this country that have never occurred before, even when the Democrats have had supermajorities in the House and the Senate. We have, we have abandoned our constitutional system as much as we have abandoned our allies overseas. It is a disgrace. Congressman, I want to thank you for your past service and your current service, and keep up the fight. God bless you, my friend. All right. Well, we'll be down in that foxhole, Mark, and, uh, and this, this country's worth fighting for. Absolutely. Amen. And thank you for everything. You take care. That is a great man there. One of many, I might add. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. So the CIA director had a secret meeting with the putative head of the Taliban. Uh, this guy's name's William Burns. He's been a hack for a very, very long time, mostly a diplomat. The libs love him. You know, when Trump sent people to meet with the Taliban, you knew about it. Or when he made proposals about meeting with them at uh, Camp David, you knew about it. This administration, everything's secretive. 
I wish they were doing things in secret that would help protect the country. Joe Biden makes Neville Chamberlain look like uh, George Patton. It's unbelievable. Let, let us do a little bit of Joe Biden as tough as it is. As tough as it is. Let's start with cut 21. Go. The G7 leaders and the leaders of the EU, NATO, and the UN all agreed that we will stand united in our approach to the Taliban. We agreed the legitimacy of any future government depends on the approach it now takes to uphold international... You think Hitler was concerned about the legitimacy of his government? Do you think Mao was concerned about the legitimacy of his government? Do you think Stalin was concerned about the legitimacy of his government? Do you think the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran is concerned about that? How can you be in Washington, D.C. for 50 years and not get this? Well, maybe that's why. That statement says it all. The legitimacy of their government? These are terrorists who just took over our country because Joe Biden surrendered to them. They don't care about the, the international norms. That's why they're terrorists. They don't follow international norms. Enemies don't follow international norms. The legitimacy? And they're all standing together, these G7 leaders? I don't believe a damn thing that comes out of this man's big mouth. I really don't. You know every one of those governments is, is furious and frightened by what Biden did and what he's capable of. Cut 22, go. The United States will be a leader in these efforts. And we'll look to the international community and to our partners to do the same. Okay, pal, I have a question for you. How are you going to get our citizens out of, out of Afghanistan? Stop talking about what you're going to do and diplomacy, and we're going to have meetings, phone calls. Oh, it's going to be great. Seminars. America's back. Joe Biden's. America's back. We're back into the global economy, the global foreign policy. The guy's not just taking us down. He's taking down our allies, too. Go ahead. Seeing our allies' commitment. They're bringing, their, they're bringing to their countries the Afghans who served alongside their forces as translators or in their embassies, just as we're bringing to the United States those Afghans who worked alongside our forces. No, we're not bringing them. We're only bringing some. We don't even know how many citizens are over there, let alone how many Afghans are over there who are, who are friends of ours. We hear the stories, we watch the stories. This man's a propagandist. He's a propagandist. That's what he is. Let's go to cut 23, please. Cut 23, go. We agreed to stay vigilant against terrorist threats that have metastasized around the world. Well... <laughs> Really? I guess you're not aware of Afghanistan. Go ahead. We went to Afghanistan with our allies in 2001 for clear reasons. One, to get the people who attacked us on 9-11 and to get Osama bin Laden. And to make sure that Afghanistan was not used again as a base from which to attack the United States or our allies. Oh, wow. Really? Now what? We actually found Osama bin Laden in Pakistan. 
Now what? Now what? Can we make sure we won't get hit from Afghanistan now? Of course not. It's a thousand times worse. They now control the whole damn country. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, Propaganda versus the truth versus reality. We see this a lot of time during war. Franklin Roosevelt used it, World War II. Woodrow Wilson used it, World War I. LBJ used it during the Vietnam War and so forth and so on. They want you to think everything's moving quickly. We'll get it done by the 31st. If not, you know, everybody who wanted to get out will have gotten out. We did our very best. Well, how many of American citizens are there? Well, we don't know exactly. Uh, But we've gotten out 33,000 people or something to that effect. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, the question isn't how many people have you gotten out today and then throw statistics at us because we don't have a denominator. We don't have a common denominator. If there's just theoretically 100,000 people that need to come out, they've gotten out 33,000, and they're already starting, just so you know, troop withdrawals of what few troops we have there already, that's not a successful mission. And they won't tell us what the denominator is. They won't tell us. And if it were successful, they would be telling us. I just don't know how anybody could have concluded, let alone generals, that if you take out the United States military before you get all of our citizens out and all of our allies out, that that would be a successful plan. Here's a man in Afghanistan on ITV News yesterday. ITV News yesterday. Listen to this. Cut one, go. And their parents are inside and their children are outside. Right here. They're standing right here. Amid the chaos, we were shown two children apparently left behind when their parents were among the few to be admitted here. Mr. Biden, you did this, you planned this, you made the deal with the Taliban. This is the consequences of it. This is the repercussions of it. Mr. Biden, it's your ill calculation. You were against Trump, now we are against you. Go to hell, Biden! Can you imagine this, Mr. Producer? The two parents are inside the airbase, and their two kids are outside the airbase and can't get in. And can't get in. I hear some of my friends, or I'm told some of my friends in the various businesses here, broadcasting world, do not believe that we should take Afghan refugees. I could not disagree more, and I've told you that now all week long. Yes, they need to be vetted, no question. They're worried about, I'm not sure what they're worried about. 
We needed to bring in the Vietnamese as well. And the Cubans as well. We're not talking about an open border where people just walk over the over the border and come into the United States and stake into the United States. These people are coming to their front door. They're called refugees. Federal immigration law provides for real refugees, and this is the quintessential definition of a real refugee. You think most of these people, by the way, are going to support Biden and Pelosi and Schumer down the road? I seriously doubt it, if that's your concern. I seriously doubt it. An American mom and a government worker trapped in Kabul. They beg President Biden for help, but what they don't understand, as desperate as they are, Biden's not listening. He's not listening to the screams. He's not listening to the cries. He's closing his eyes to the torture, the executions. People are being hung. They're having their throats slit. One woman, they broke into her home. This was a sickening story. A bunch of the Taliban, they said they want her to make dinner for them. She said she has no food. She's poor. And in front of her four or five kids, they beat her to death with the butts of their guns. Then they threw a grenade in the other room and burned the house down. Haven't heard a word from Michelle Obama. Has anybody else? Haven't heard a word from LeBron James. Nobody. Black Lives Matter, because America, you see, is a white-dominant racist country. A white-dominant racist country that has thousands of troops all over the world protecting people, in many cases, who aren't white. Isn't that amazing? Listen to this. Cut to go. We are stranded at home. We can't get to the airport. When we try to get to the airport, we either get beaten. By the way, uh, President Biden, this is an American citizen. Go ahead. Our lives for four days, three, four days, we didn't hear anything from anywhere. And then um, they're saying to go to the airport, but we're not being given clear guidance. They're saying one thing, and then the next thing they come and say something else. So you really exactly don't know what to do. There's a lot of miscommunication going on. Um, you know, your emails are getting ignored. Or I mean, imagine being stranded in a situation like this and not receiving anything for three, four days from the U.S. Embassy or the State Department. I am afraid for my life that I don't know how, you know, how things are going to go. But I really need, I really need our president to really, um, really consider this serious. We are in danger. We are in danger, Mr. President. Please help us. But don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. Eugene Robinson, a favorite of Joe Scarborough. Washington Post, Pulitzer Prize Committee. He's on the job. He's on the morning schmo show. Cut six, go. So, you know, we will, we will look back on, on this period, and, and I know we will remember those chaotic scenes uh, at, the, at the beginning and the, uh, the, the sense that, that nobody knew what was going on and the Taliban swept in and, and the, the United States clearly seemed... Uh, caught flat-footed, um, uh, but I think we will also remember what could be the the biggest and and ultimately most successful airlift uh, in history. Uh, so stop. This is one of the guys who's now going to try and 
push the propaganda and the narrative. So this is, this is it, the, the most successful airlift in the history of people, as opposed to something else, I guess. Which is why they keep throwing the numbers out there without the denominator. Now what it is, is the most massive hostage situation the world has ever seen. Because people who want to leave can't leave. Whether they're American citizens, whether they're allies of ours, whether they're just anybody. Go ahead. Uh, this is really, uh, you know, planes landing and then taking off an hour later with 400 people aboard, night and day. It's, it's, it's an extraordinary operation that only the, the U.S. military could perform. Yeah, only the U.S. military could perform this, but only politicians like Biden et al. could screw it up. He seemed quite happy. He seemed almost uh, jocular. Did he not, Mr. Producer? He doesn't see what's big deal. Started off bad. Well, we're getting our footing now. Just in time to get out. It's, it's all right. It's disgusting. He's disgusting. This is the... This is an insurrection that's taking place in Afghanistan. Just for the uh, media in this country to know what an insurrection looks like, it looks like this. Armed... People getting maimed and killed and brutalized. That's an insurrection. But apparently it's quite tolerable to, uh, to Joe Biden and Eugene Robinson and their ilk. No pushback from the morning schmo, of course. Thinks everything's going swimmingly. It's not a big deal. And then Kevin McCarthy had this to say. Cut seven, go. As I watch other countries and our allies across this world bring their bodies back together of government to work on how to bring their citizens home, the Democrats bring us back to spend trillions of dollars. They fight because they can't bring a rule up. They spend their time on phones trying to twist arms to get people to vote, whereas they should drop that. And our entire focus, Republican, Democrat, independent alike, should be nothing else than bringing our Americans home. We shouldn't work on other items, especially the spending of trillions of dollars. That should be our only focus. We shouldn't cut off our briefing with the administration because they have to get back to vote on their rule. This is what we should be voting on. If I look to the UK, they brought their parliament back to work on bringing their citizens home. We should be doing the exact same. And this is a very important point. So all the Democrats are working on trying to cobble together enough votes to push through the beginnings of this Hate America Act that they're trying to pass. That's what they've been working on all week. The party that cares about people. The party that cares about people of color. The party that cares about minorities. The party that cares about Muslims. Didn't give a damn about any of that today. Or yesterday or the day before. Busy on the phone trying to figure out how to push through this massive agenda with three vote advantage. I used to say four to five. Now I hear it's three. Because they don't want you, the people of the United States, to have a say. Because they know their asses are going to get kicked in the next election. So they're moving as fast as they can. 
And so while everybody's focused on Afghanistan, they certainly are not. I would ask you this. What exactly has Nancy Pelosi done this week to help us get our citizens out of Afghanistan and our allies out of Afghanistan? She held a huge party in Napa Valley where they all weren't wearing masks. The Let Him Eat Cake Party. Obama did last week, you know. It's the Let Him Eat Cake Party. Then she's spending all of her time trying to get this massive spending and taxing and social engineering bill passed. And you don't have any idea what's in it because they haven't finished writing it. Then we have the phony moderates who want to go home to Orlando, Florida and North Jersey. This guy, Goshheimer, is a complete fraud. You can call me Gosh. You can call. Defend yourself. I'm putting my foot down until I don't. He's done every single thing Pelosi's wanted him to do. All frauds, all propagandists. And that's what they've been working on, the Democrats. You heard Tom Cotton on here last night. He said his entire office, including interns, has been turned into, a, into an evacuation office. They're taking calls. They're taking calls from citizens. They're trying to hook people up. They're trying to get a hold of the State Department, the Defense Department, volunteers, volunteer organizations, and on and on and on. That's not what Pelosi's doing in the Speaker's office. And Pelosi said this was going pretty well. Remember that, America? It's going pretty well. And what did I say last week on Hannity? Well, maybe she should switch positions with one of the women in Afghanistan. She can bring one of her masks. Why doesn't she do that? Because she's a fraud. I'll be right back. Lovin. The greatest airlift in history, ladies and gentlemen. It's the greatest surrender in American history. It's the greatest surrender in American history. And they're trying to spin it. If you don't despise these people as much as I do, I I don't get it. Oh, it's going to be one of the greatest, greatest airlifts in America. And the Democrats are saying the same thing as... Eugene Robinson, you know, the, the, uh, the corrupt Praetorian Guard media. We don't want the greatest airlift in American history because that's the result of the greatest surrender in American history. But look at what they're praising themselves on. Look at how they're praising themselves. One more, Steve Scalise. Good, good man. At a press conference, Capitol Hill today as well. Cut 10, go. It's really disgraceful that Speaker Pelosi this week brought us back to raise taxes on Americans here at home rather than to help come up with a strategy to rescue Americans that President Biden abandoned in Afghanistan. That's what we should be doing here. In fact, some of my colleagues have legislation to help aid and expedite the ability to get Americans back. We've been asking President Biden how many Americans were abandoned behind enemy lines. They won't even give us that basic answer. We've also asked, what is their plan to help all of our allies, the interpreters who help so many of our military stay safe during that conflict? Another question that's been asked a lot is who has an accounting of all of the American equipment and technology 
that are now in the hands of the Taliban to use against us. This is a terrorist organization, the Taliban, and they now have control of a country because of President Biden's failed policy. We still have an open southern border. Many of us have been down to that border. What we see is alarming. Our Border Patrol agents tell us that it's a wide open border. In fact, the drug cartels of Mexico have more control of the southern border right now than the Biden administration. We've seen people on the terrorist watch list come across our southern border and get into the United States. So here's what I want to do, Mr. Producer. I don't have the call screen in front of me, but make two lines available for anybody who supported Joe Biden in this last election and still supports Joe Biden. And don't just start coming on here raising your voice. I want to hear your rationale. Anybody who voted for Joe Biden and still supports Joe Biden, we want to hear from you. America wants to hear from you. I want to hear from you. Let's see her over at the right scoop. Breaking. U.S. troops begin withdrawal from Kabul airport. Now imagine being one of those American citizens over there. And you're hearing that we're starting to withdraw with few troops we have left now. And that Biden's holding to his deadline. What do you think of that? And uh, Pasaki has just put out the statement, and I quote, President conveyed that our mission in Kabul will end based on the achievement of our objectives. What? A, what? Were your objectives to leave thousands of Americans behind and tens of thousands of Afghans who supported us? She said the president made clear that with each day of operation on the ground, we have added risk to our troops. Well, that's true. But he created these circumstances. Now we have to deal with it. He's the president. Finishing the mission by 31 August, quote, depends on continued coordination with the Taliban, including continued access for evacuees to the airport. So we're coordinating with the Taliban, which is the enemy, and we've got to get out of there because it's getting more dangerous because of the Taliban and its allies. You got it? You got it, everybody? I said to you when this all started, negotiating with the Taliban, what is it that we've offered to give the Taliban, and what is it that we've given the Taliban? What is it that we've given the Taliban? I want to know. What promises have we made to the Taliban? The Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran is going nuttier than usual, building its nukes. We gave them tens of billions of dollars to to build their nukes. There's so much we don't know, and yet so much at stake. It's a disgrace. I'll be right back. Mark Levin, the research arm of conservative media. Call in now, 877-381-3811. As I've mentioned to you before, Tuesdays are big days in the publishing world because that's when new books are released and their pre-orders are released. And so we take a look at that from time to time. And here's the Amazon bestsellers from the top right now. Number one, The Love Songs, a novel. Number two, Publication Manual, the American Psychological Association. (laughs) Number three, a book by Robert F. Kennedy Jr., the real Anthony Fauci. 
Number four, it ends with us, a novel. Number five, the body keeps the score, brain, mind, and uh, whatever. Number six, American Marxism. So we've fallen from number one to number six. Number seven, Louise Penny, The Madness of Crowds, a novel. Number eight, I won't read them all, don't worry. Atomic Habits. Number nine, children's book, Our Class is a Family. Number ten, my first Learn to Write workbook. So we've fallen to number six. Now, we've got number one is a novel, number two is a manual, number three is Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I'm sure that's fantastic. Number four is a novel. Number five, I'm not sure what that is. And number six is American Marxism. I'm just hoping you haven't lost interest out there. I know there's a lot going on. There is a lot going on. But I'm hoping you haven't lost interest out there. The goal is to get to a million. We've gotten to over 850,000. That's a strong army of patriots who can spread the word. I've lost track. I think there's like 85,000 words in this book. It's the longest book I've ever written. Hundreds of endnotes. So you can check the, the original sources if you want to read them as well. It's a thoroughgoing book. And in the first six chapters, we lay out some very, very important history and scholarship. And in the seventh chapter, we lay out a game plan. You can see this game plan spreading. More and more school districts are now pushing for cameras in the classroom, internet cameras in the classroom. You and I, we did that here behind this microphone. It's fantastic. More and more state legislatures are outlawing on critical race theory. You did that. And we've got many, many, many more ideas, strategies, and tactics in the back of the book. But I don't want you to give up yet. I know the news is depressing. I know it seems like they keep winning. And turn this country into an increasingly grave situation. But we can't do that. The time we need you is now, especially now. Especially now. And many of you have kids that have gone off to college or they're going off to college and they're going to be indoctrinated or that effort's going to be made to indoctrinate them. You have to push back. You need to help them push back. We have truck drivers out there by the tens of thousands who spread the word wherever they go. 18 willows across the country bought the audio. I don't think I've ever sold so many audio books. And we have to push back against propaganda outlets like Salon. More on them later in the week. I've been working up some uh, information, including on one of its uh, one of its little hitmen, or Tom Nichols and his fantastic book, which dropped off the edge of the earth. I think three days after he came out, Mister Producer. 
I believe he was a senior advisor, unpaid, of course, to the Lincoln Project at one point. People like them. But even more, they never give up on the left. And we can't either. So I want to encourage you. I'm not going to browbeat this, but I want to encourage you, those of you who haven't jumped in, please join us. You can go to Amazon.com right now. It's 40% off, $16.80, or any major retail store. And uh, why don't you read the comments over at Amazon? I think there's like almost 9,000 of them. Wait a minute, I'll tell you now. There's 8,806. I'm right there now. I get these little emails. Take a look at this. Take a look. I can't even believe it's at 8,806 comments. I don't, I've never seen anything like that on any of my books. But read the comments. It's five stars. Let me see how the 4.9 out of five, so five stars. That's thousands of people. So I hope you'll participate in this. I really do. I hope you'll participate in this. Now, do I owe you a commercial, Mr. Producer? I do. We're very capitalist-oriented, too, by the way. We're not the national pubic radio, which relies on donations and federal subsidies and all the rest. We're not Salon that has a few zillionaire investors. Salon, I believe, first failed, and then they had to pump life back into it. Or Tom Nichols, or any of that sort. We sink or swim on our own. We do not have, do we, Mr. Producer, any callers who voted for Joe Biden and want to defend Joe Biden. I'm sure we have people who voted for Joe Biden and now can't wait to abandon him. I'm talking about the opposite. People who voted for Joe Biden and still think he's doing a good job. We've left two lines. You know what? Since they're not, leave one line open so regular Americans can get in on the other line, okay? Just one line. Tell us why Joe Biden's doing such a great job, but we'd all love to hear it. Uh, it's because he's not. He's doing a lousy job. In fact, one of the worst jobs in American history. House Democrats passed $3.5 trillion budget resolution. This is at left-wing site Axios. House Democrats passed the $3.5 trillion budget resolution 220 to 212. All you Republicans are moderate Democrats who vote for these phony moderate Democrats. This is what's happening. That's eight votes. So if four votes didn't go over to her, these so-called moderates, she wouldn't get what she wants. But Gosheimer Schmidt, whatever his name is up there in northern Virginia, excuse me, northern New Jersey and others... They're frauds and phonies. It advances the party's effort to pass a sweeping economic package that would expand the nation's social safety net. It's a social safety net now, you know. I don't believe Marx called it a social safety net. He called it redistribution of wealth. Taking it from those who have it and giving it to those who don't. So Democrats now will be able to use the budget reconciliation process to pass a bill likely later this fall, by a simple majority, tackling key priorities, they write, like health care, child care, climate change, 
Oh, yeah, they're going to fix climate change by raising the taxes through the roof. Oh, yeah. Now, the budget resolution passed as a rule that also set up floor action on the bipartisan infrastructure. Thank you, you Republican pubics, all 19 of you in the Senate. Useless, utterly pathetic. Came as part of a deal between House Speaker Pelosi and moderates. There are no moderates over there. The deal is key to advocate, excuse me, advancing Democrats' top three priorities. The budget was passed after days of infighting among Democrats. I was even reading stories that Pelosi's in trouble. She can't get them to get this done. You want to hear the big fight? Oh, it's terrible. Quote, moderates fought to pass the bipartisan bill first, while progressive back Pelosi insisted both bills would need to be passed simultaneously. All ten moderates voted for the budget. In other words... Rather than Syriatum, one after the other, they wanted to pass them simultaneously. Well, the moderates won. They're going to pass one after the other. Wow. Only in Washington is this a big deal. It's not a big deal at all. It's pathetic. They write, there's still a long road ahead before Democrats will vote on or pass a final budget resolution. The working date to pass is September 27. Senators Kirsten Sinema and Joe Manchin have publicly expressed concern over the price tag of the reconciliation vote. And their voters, and, uh, excuse me, and their votes are critical to pass it. Well, you know what's going to happen. This is a fan dance. They'll cut a few billion here, a few billion there. Manchin will say, okay, I got him to do what I needed him to do. And Cinema will say, yeah, look at us. Thanks to us. They trimmed it back a little bit, and then they'll vote for it. That's all. Then they'll vote for it. And the, and the phony moderates in the House say, look at us. Look, we stopped Pelosi from passing them at the same time. Instead, she had to pass one after the other. Please vote for me. Look at how swell I am. Josh Goshheimer. I mean, gosh. And cinema. Why when I hear cinema, I always think of like a cinnamon roll. What, what is that, Mr. Producer? Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin. Two frauds. I can't vote for $3.5 trillion. Well, let's trim it down to $3.37. Oh, okay, that's better. And it's not $3.5 trillion. It's $5.5 trillion. And they're doing all this under the cover of this disaster surrender. Oh, it's the greatest airlift in American history. Let us all applaud Joe Biden. It's fantastic. We've never seen anything like this. People hanging from planes. It's just fantastic. I'll be right back. Lovin. Oh, I see we have a Biden supporter that thinks he's doing great. Chris, Manchester, New Hampshire, XM Satellite, a Biden voter who thinks Biden's doing great. Go right ahead, sir. Explain. Yes, I think he's doing great. I think, you know, with the money that we spend during this war over the last 20 years, should we put back into the economy? I think a country that invests in its people, you know. Excuse me, sir, sir, sir. It's not the money we spend in the war put back into the economy. You want to give it to another part of the government. 
So rather than the military, you would give it to all these domestic agencies to redistribute, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, well, that's stupid. Absolutely. That's because you don't grow an economy by growing a government. Name one place where you grow an economy by growing a government. So we got a government for it. Ain't like we Trying to answer. No, we have a government to spend money? What have you been smoking? Well, they tax us. They tax us. Yeah, right? but, sir, do you pay taxes? All day. Do you pay federal income tax? All right, look. Do you pay federal income taxes? Absolutely. How much do you pay? Enough. I mean, how much? Seventy-five a year. So you make seventy-five a year. You probably pay very little in federal income taxes at this point. There's a whole study out that says so. You're in a very low bracket. I'm not putting it down. I'm just explaining it to you. Uh, There's massive redistribution of wealth going on. There's inflation going on. There's a, do you have children or grandchildren? I do have grandchildren, and I do have children. And what are you doing to them with all the spending? We've been spending for years. Pay attention! Who's going to pay off the debt? <laughs> what debt? What, that weren't the problem in the Trump administration? You know forget what I mean? about Trump. Forget about Reagan. Forget about George Washington. I asked you a question, which you're not going to answer, because you can't, because you're a lib. I asked you who's going to pay off the debt. You don't give a crap. You don't care if your kids, and especially your grandkids and your great-grandkids, smother in debt. You're getting what you want, right? Nobody cares about debt. Nobody cared about debt during a couple minutes. Ah, but I care. I, I care about debt. I really do. I care about it a lot. And what do you mean, no, uh, nobody cared about it? I've cared about it. i talked about it. I've written about nobody it. I've talked about, about it. A lot of Americans oppose it. I listen to you every night. You don't pay a lot in taxes at all, lives. pal. You're a taker. Let me... I tell you what, I pay a lot in taxes. My tax. No, you don't pay a lot in taxes. No, you don't know. You don't know the Americans. I asked you how much. You wouldn't tell me. Nobody knows who you are. It's not like it's a. It's not like you'd be exposing yourself. How come you don't live in Massachusetts? How come you live in New Hampshire? I live in New Hampshire, and I I got a house in New Hampshire, and I got a house in Vermont. Oh, where were you born? Enough in taxes. Hello, Earth calling. Where were you born? I was born in California. Well, why didn't you stay there? Uh, because I was probably four when my parents moved to New Hampshire. Okay, well, why don't you move to Massachusetts, where they spend more money than New Hampshire? You say What's government exists to spend money. Did you not say that? So why don't you go to a state that really knows how to spend money? Why are you hiding out in New Hampshire? Hey, slow, slow your roll for a minute. Government takes our money, right? Without a say. All right, pay attention to me. That dollar that people earn belongs to them. Government only takes a dollar from them that they have a right to take. Massive redistribution of wealth, giving people freebies, creating new entitlements, subsidizing illegal aliens, and on and on and on. That is the illegitimate use of people's private money. What do you do for a living? Government debt. What do you do for a living? Government debt. What do you do for a living? I'm an electrician. Really? I'm an electrician. I could use a good electrician. You any good? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not neither left or right. I don't have to pay you, do I? But anyway, hey, you know, I got I got a question. I got a question. Uh, go ahead, quick. Yeah. You hear the music? Go, go, go. Yeah, the CRT, you know. You All right, put this guy on hold. I'm not done. I'm having too much fun. We'll be right back. He's here. 
now, broadcasting from, from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. We'll give this a try, America. By the way, I want to thank you uh, for watching us last Sunday night, it would be, two nights ago on Life, Liberty, and the Wind. It was the highest rated show, I think, on the network. But besides that, I think it was a very, very important show. So I want to thank you very much. Let's go back to Chris, the electrician. Chris, the electrician, you wanted to ask me a question. Are you there? Yeah, I got a question for you. Yeah, yeah I'm here. Yeah, yeah. What are, you, what are you doing in the bunker anyway? Doing in the bunker? I'm broadcasting. What do you yeah, think you I'm doing you're, in the bunker? You're, you're deep. You're deep in the bunker. Is Trump in there with you? No, that's just a joke. <laughs> but I just, I just want, I just wanted to, I just wanted to say something. Well, let me ask you a question. Ask. Where does inflation come from? You know, where does inflation come from? Let's think of that. And where, what's the, what's the word deficit? Let's think of that one too. What's All right, stay, uh, that, that, please don't play liberal word games. Let's see if we can have a discussion before you annoy me. My question was, where does inflation come from? You said deficit spending doesn't matter, but of course it matters. Yeah, but well, of course it, I know it matters. But well, why did matters. you say it doesn't matter? Somewhere along the line, well, because nobody seems to care. No, but 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 I'm as, It's not about. I'm not asking you about a Gestalt session here. I'm asking you, does it matter? And don't say yeah. nobody seems to care. By the way, gasoline prices are going up and food prices are going up. It's starting to matter to a lot of people. Well, maybe the Saudis should have overflowed the market again. Okay, forget about the Saudis. I asked you, where does inflation come from? Years. All right, Chris, years. it's been a pleasure. We're going to send you a signed copy of American Marxism. Will you read it? If not, I'm not going to waste 20 bucks on it. Well, you don't even got my address. No, but we'll get it for you. Thank you. Give him, give him this. Oi. All right. Any other Biden supporters out there who thinks he's doing a great job? That's it so far, but we'll leave a line open. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, I'll do my best to... Uh... Anyway, we'd love to hear from you. Let's go to Roland, Cape Coral, Florida, the great WSKY. I've always wanted to visit Cape Coral, Florida, by the way. Roland, how are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself, Mark? I'm all right, thank you. Well... I just had to call in because, uh, you know, these things going on in Afghanistan right now, it's just, it's completely out of control. Yep. You know, I was uh, recommended for the Medal of Honor during the Gulf War with the 82nd. Really? Thank and, you. Uh, oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, there's just all kinds of things going on. You know, in the military, we always understood, you know, that, you always take care of your civilians first. And then if you can't get the equipment out, you blow it in place. Mm-hmm. Then you get your troops out last. You know. And what do you think about their argument? This is the greatest airlift in American history. Okay. You're celebrating the greatest surrender in American history? Yeah, no doubt, huh? The other airlift was used to try and make sure that we would defeat the, uh, the communist uh, um, stranglehold around a city in order to get people fed and so forth and so on. This is an escape. 
That's under exactly a deadline that Biden set arbitrarily, and now the Taliban is enforcing. And people are celebrating this. And it's it's just so wrong for all of our troops that were, you know, that have ever been in combat over there in the desert. You know, this is hurting more people than, you know, people even realize. That's right, and we ain't seen nothing yet. The reverberation from this is going to be horrific. Exactly. And, you know, this never would have happened under President Trump. Nope. They're trying to pretend it would, but clearly it would not. All right, listen. First of all, thank you. Secondly, don't hang up. I'll send you a signed copy of American Marxism, my friend. Let's, you know what? Let's stay with the phone calls for a little while longer. Let's go to Ballantyne, Montana, as we move around the country. XM Satellite. Steve, how are you, my friend? Go right ahead. Mark, it is such a pleasure and honor to talk to you. You know, you, you are the great one. Um, I just want to say that I've heard it, I don't know, half a dozen times in the last few days. You know, and no one seems to want to pick up on it or talk about it. But even Biden said it today, uh, Saki said it, that they go, you know, uh, we're getting all the Americans out that want mm-hmm. to leave. They keep using that word want. Mm-hmm. So is it like going to be a backup word for them? So when the, when the Taliban, ISIS, when they start slaughtering our American people and uh, even any person over there, is it because they didn't want to Well, leave? the National Security Advisor lied through his teeth today, and he was caught on the Internet, caught by patriots, when he said they weren't processing any of these requests uh, during the, uh, you know, near, uh, during the, uh, tail end of the uh, Trump administration. That was a lie. It was a flat-out lie. And then you hear Biden in his uh, his, uh, his preposterous statement saying that um, the whole system, uh, you know, was was broken under Trump. What is he even rambling about, the idiot? Rambling. He's broken everything he touches, from the border to the budget. He's broken everything. The military, law enforcement doesn't lift a finger to fix anything. So I don't know what he's talking about. But the propaganda is in, mark my word, that this is the greatest airlift in American history. It, you know, it's like we've appointed the first one-armed, uh, two-headed, you know, such-and-so to the position of XYZ. But they have no diversity when it comes to thinking, when it comes to principles. When it comes to ideology, they're all on the same page, which is surrender, America sucks. We have to change our government and our economic system. I mean, after all, we have this massive majority in the Senate. It's 50-50. And this massive majority in the House, a three-vote, three-vote difference. And they want to change the country. Now, that's an insurrection. All right, don't hang up, Steve. We'll send you a copy of American Marxism. Signed, sealed, delivered. It's yours. Let's take one more. I think I shall. Tawana, Baltimore, Maryland, the great WMAL. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. I love you, Mark. Thank oh you. Oh, my gosh. Um, yes. Um, listen, my concern is... And by, and by the way, despite what people think, there are some really, really nice and pretty parts of Baltimore. You know, we always hear about the, this troubled area and that troubled area, but there really are. I visit them, some, you know, under cover of, uh, of a baseball cap. Uh, 
But there really aren't some very nice restaurants there. I just wanted to mention that. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, they're few far in between, but... Yeah. Okay, let me get this straight. Yes, ma'am. Am I correct to find out that these immigrants in Afghanistan, once we get them here in the United States, do they get a big allotment of money? Uh, Well, it depends. I mean, if they become citizens, yes. Um, uh, If they are legal immigrants, to some extent, certainly yes. Yeah, anywhere from five to ten thousand dollars to get them started. This is I don't know the amount. Crazy. Oh well, I have a feeling though. To be perfectly honest with you, I have a feeling if most of them could, they would stay in their homes and stay in their country, but they're afraid for their lives. Getting 80 to 100 of Afghanistan's here in Baltimore, they've hired 60 um, translators um, for them to come here. We're probably getting. Why do you need 60 translators for 100 people? Exactly. Exactly. That I don't understand at all. And by the way, some of them are translators. Well, I don't know. That's just something that I heard, you know, but I I go crazy for your talk show. Oh, my God. Thank you. Uh, Please don't. Look, um, I'm a Mitchell. I'm Tawana Mitchell, and I'm no kin to C4 Mitchell. And I like WBAL. Please don't get me mad. Don't be mad with me, WBL. But you stole me. Oh my oh, goodness! Sweet. You have oh, stole, sweet. you have stolen me. And I love Trump. And I'm African American. Yes, and I'm yep. a Republican. And I absolutely love Trump. Yes. See what we have in common? I'm Jewish, and I love Trump. <laughs> You Jewish? Well, I Even though 70-some percent of my people vote Democrat, and 90, well, less than that now, about 88% of your people vote Democrat. See, we're bonding. See how much we have in yeah. common? Well, check this out. Do you think that he's also making, I'm going to say making it rain, because he's throwing money everywhere. Um, mm. He's bringing these people over here so that they can vote Democrat? Cause, well, you, you know, know, I actually think, <clears throat> look, what do I know? But I actually think that the Afghanis are going to hate Biden, and they're going to hate the Democrat Party. Uh, And maybe they'll vote like other immigrants who've literally been refugees from communist regimes and regimes like that, you know, uh, like, like the Cubans and like so many of the Vietnamese and so forth. They're not just coming across the border because they want a better life, and so they're escaping for their lives. And Biden pulled the rug out from under their feet. So yeah, we'll see. He did. I mean, like, how he didn't see this? How he did not see this? Like, He's always he been a dumb man. Always. Even when he was young, he was stupid. And I agree with you 100%. When you, I be home, if the TV is, I don't even look at TV as much. I can't wait for when you come on. I am, Thank I you. just. I just have to hear what you say because you give the facts, and I, I, I want your book. I don't have it. I play. I pray. Oh, for you we'll take care of that. You got through. I've been, I've been calling you. I told my neighbors <laughs> all about you. I live in the senior building, but I'm not quite a senior. And when right. I talk politics, they walk away from me. They don't want to hear this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I said, you got to get the book, American Marxism. You got to get the book. So uh, one of my neighbors, Mr. Troy, he wants one also, but I'll let him. I'll, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what. We're going to send you two. One for you and one for Mr. Troy. Oh, my God. So don't, so don't, Thank you, so look, you call me Mark. I feel like I know you. Don't, uh, don't hang up and call again, okay? 
I'm so I was so glad to get through this evening. I am a super fan. I love every truly. I love everything you believe in. I love the way you talk. Thanks. You talk real talk. Okay. You don't care what nobody have to say. Um, oh, you know, you speak your heart, but you speak the truth. <laughs> you know. And I hope. Do you think? Do you think we're going to be able to get Donald Trump back in the office? I think if he decides to run, yes. I honestly believe that. Well. He won't win Maryland, but you know. Yeah, I, well, I think he did great. I absolutely yes, love so him. I. You know, the, my, so my people I. didn't want to. I just was like, don't ask me for the truth. Now, hold on now. He got a bigger percentage of the black vote than, uh, than George W. Bush and George H.W. Bush. You know what I mean? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Oh, I've been watching all of this. I've been following all of it. Yes, he did. Yes, he mm-hmm. did. He got my vote, too. But listen, call again. Don't hang up. I, we got to get your address. Mr. Producer, send that young lady two books because we love Tuana, Baltimore, Maryland. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. All right. Let us go to Don, XM Satellite, Minnesota who is a trucker. Don, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, Mark. How about yourself? I'm doing all right, my friend. Go right ahead. Hey, I'm, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm a truck driver. I, uh, I drive out of a Walmart distribution center here in, in Minnesota, mm-hmm. and I bought your audio book, and it's on its 11th person. It's going around there. There's about 120 drivers there. Wow. I've got a waiting list to be able to uh, listen to it. You know what, what everybody tells me when they get through with it is, I'm going to go home and I'm going to talk to my kids. I'm going to go home and I'm going to talk to my brother. I'm mm-hmm. going to go talk to somebody. But, dude, the word is getting out. I really appreciate that. You know, it's hard for me to know. Uh, and um, you know, we're what, counting on our truckers for so I'd much. Give you a call and let you know. Well, I really appreciate it. Now, yeah. are you a uh, Walmart? Do you have a specific route or you go back and forth all over the country? Oh, it, it's within a 500-mile radius of Mankato, yeah. but uh, pretty much so the, the same thing. And I have found truckers to be extremely patriotic. You've, I assume that's your, that's your world, right? They are. They yeah. are. A lot of them listen to you, too, dude. Well, I appreciate it. I really do. Thank you, Don. God, oh, don't hang up. What should we, we don't have audio here. We'll send you a hard copy, okay, Don, a signed copy. Don't hang up. You can read that. Well, if you already read it, maybe pass that around. But don't hang up. This is exactly what I'm talking about, folks. Get an audio, get an e-book, get a hardcover. Share it with people. I can't share an e-book. Have somebody read it over your shoulder. I'm telling you. And if you've read it, so many of you have. I think it's going to make a big difference in your life. I really do. It's going to make a big difference in how you explain things, how you debate or argue, how you... You pass information on to your kids and your grandkids. This is what we're finding. And you don't have to believe me. People call in here, and I'm not asking anybody to call about a book or audio or anything of the sort. Let's go to John Green Bay, Wisconsin, the great WTAQ. John, how are you, sir? How you doing, Mark? Okay, Glad thank you. you. Say I'm loaded for bear. Yeah. Uh, a couple of things. Uh, well, I hear people talking about your book. I bought my copy before you were even announcing any numbers, and uh, 
then about 10 days after I bought it, I heard you uh, announce the first numbers, and they're in the, like, like 7,000. I'm like, wow, I've never been so proud to be fringe in my life. Just a <laughs> little, little note on that. Well, thank um, you. I love, I, love, uh, I love that you've had some Warriors on yeah. on your show in the last week. Um, Brian Mast, talking about man pads. Myself as a veteran, my entire family has served. Thank we you, all guys. understand the threat. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell you how many tours my family's done. I'm the oldest of eight. Um, <laughs> I, I've done a 15-month tour in Iraq. My brother's done a tour in Iraq wow. and Afghanistan. I got sister has done two tours in Afghanistan. Wow. Uh, uh, Soleimani. Real quick about Soleimani. Mm-hmm. If I ever meet President Trump, I'm going to thank him for smoking that guy. I cannot tell you. A lot of us lost friends directly because of Soleimani. Mm-hmm. He was directly involved in Iraq. He's got his fingers in everything, but not anymore. So thank you, Mr. Trump, if you're listening. What do you think about Biden and what he's done now? He's reversed course on virtually everything. Mark, this is almost, I hate to say it, but it's predictable. This, I mean, this the foreign policy of the Democratic Party over the last 100 years is garbage. It's predictable. It's, it's, who, did they, who did they ask if the Taliban was going to play nice? The Taliban? Did you ask anyone else in Afghanistan if these were nice people? I mean, this is a joke. It's, it's, unfortunately, it's almost predictable, but you get what you pay for. And we got good old Uncle Joe who doesn't have a clue what day it is. Nope. Well, listen, I want to thank you and your family. You're a great patriot. Don't hang up, please. John will send you a signed copy of American Marxism, too. You know what, ladies and gentlemen, I have to confess. I'm enjoying the calls. And I hope you are, too. I have a little bit more information I want to talk to you after the bottom of the hour, and then we'll go back to the calls. And I'll give you a little taste of it, not trying to hide anything. Washington Times, exhaustive list of people. January 6th committee to seek phone records of lawmakers, others, and pro. The Democrat Party has violated every rule of comity, C-O-M-I-T-Y, that ever existed, while they blame others for an insurrection. They violate the spending rules. They attack the Constitution with the tiniest of majorities in the House and no majority in the Senate. And now they want to subpoena the records of Republican members of the House. I'll get into this when we return. Mark Levin, tough as hell. That's why I like Mark Levin. And I'm not sure a lot of people like him. He's tough as hell. But I like him. I love him. Call in now. 877-381-3811. Exhaustive list of people. January 6th, committee to seek phone records of lawmakers, others in pro. Washington Times. Dave Boyer. Select House Committee investigating the January 6th attack. They write on the U.S. Capitol will ask telecommunications companies and tech firms to turn over the phone records, texts, and emails of several hundred people. Several hundred people, including lawmakers. Committee Chairman Benny Thompson said on Monday, Mr. Thompson, Mississippi Democrats said the committee will contact communications companies as well as social media platforms. He didn't identify which lawmakers' records will be sought or whether the lists include family members of former President Trump. They go after Trump's taxes. They go after his business. Now they're going after Republicans and their phone records. 
Quite an exhaustive list of people I have, Mr. Thompson said. I won't tell you who they are, but it's several hundred people that make up the list of people we're planning to contact. Of course, they're going to go after Kevin McCarthy, the Republican leader. And they'll try and go after Jim Jordan and people like that. This is really uh, shocking. The Democrat Party, what the Democrat Party has, uh, has become. And a Marxist party, basically. It's all about power. They don't care about any of the rest of it. An American Marxist party. A little different than a Marxist party. But it is what it is, ladies and gentlemen. Meanwhile, Cuomo, on the way out the door, Mr. Producer, he was pardoning murders. Wasn't he? Weather Underground. Let's see if I can find my damn list of articles. It's on my list. Can you find that for me? Unfortunately, I'm a little, uh, the computer has slowed down, so I, I, can't, I can't dig it up. But when you get it, shoot it to me. Yeah. Outgoing Governor Cuomo, New York Post, grants clemency to convicted murderers during last hours in the office. Now, see, here's the thing. So they're going to be pulling phone records of members of the House Republicans because they were involved in an insurrection, my God. And yet we have Democrats who are obsessed with pardoning killers. Jimmy Carter did it. Bill Clinton did it. Obama did it. Cuomo has done it. He marked his final day in office Monday by handing out four sentence commutations and one pardon. He also made a parole board referral for a 76-year-old man over his role in the deadly 1981 Brinks armored car robbery. David Gilbert, a Weather Underground member. Now, this is the thing. I told you about the Weather Underground and the attack on the Capitol building, among other crucial buildings. And they're pardoned by a Democrat. Another attack on the Capitol building. Shots fired from the gallery. Pardoned by a Democrat. David Gilbert, a Weather Underground member who was convicted of three counts of second-degree murder and four counts of first-degree robbery for his role in the crime that resulted in the deaths of Nyack Police Sergeant Edward O'Grady and Officer Waverly Brown, as well as a Brinks guard, Peter Page. He was serving a sentence of 75 years to life in prison with no possibility of parole until 2056. Gilbert's son, do you know who his son is? He's the district attorney of San Francisco. Boudin. Sound familiar? Boudin? Had lobbied Cuomo for his release. In his announcement, Cuomo said Gilbert would be referred to the parole board for potential release and praised his significant contributions to AIDS education. They always, ooh, he contributed to AIDS education. No, he murdered people. He was involved in it. He was involved in it. Cuomo ordered the release of four other prisoners, including 68-year-old Greg Mingo, who was sentenced in 83 to serve 50 to life in the robbery murder in 1980 of a Queens couple. Mingo's family had long vouched for his innocence, blaming his conviction on inadequate legal representation. No doubt it's white supremacy. White supremacy. Another clemency recipient was 62-year-old Robert Ehrenberg, 
who got a 50-life sentence after he shot and killed a man during a 1992 robbery. Cuomo's announcement noted that Ehrenberg had graduated from college while in prison and praised his volunteer work charity. Are you kidding me? The fourth, 66-year-old Ulysses Boyd, who was convicted of second-degree murder. Look how he's clearing all these murders. In connection with a 1986 killing at a Harlem crack house, the fifth was 59-year-old Paul Clark, convicted of second-degree murder, attempted murder and weapons possession after shooting and killing a 17-year-old at a block party near Brooklyn home in 1980. And he was subsequently convicted of murder and attempted robbery of a cab driver that same year, but denied responsibility, sought a new trial, after it was revealed he'd been arrested by notorious NYPD detective Stephen Caracapa, who moonlighted as a mafia hitman. Let's see. Well, there you have it. He... uh, he he also gave commutations to other prisoners, too. But uh, is that not shocking? Is that not shocking? As Nicole Miliotakis, the representative, blasted the governor's orders, tweeting, Cuomo left more parting gifts for New Yorkers, the release of five more murderers onto our streets. And she's right. And she's right. Meanwhile, we're going to investigate the Republicans on Capitol Hill. Oh, yeah. They got to get all this done fast, you know, because they may they may lose power. They may lose power. We got to get this done fast. Meanwhile, a report is issued, and I talked to you about it the other day, and it's as if it never happened because it was Friday evening. But we caught it here, Reuters. The FBI has found scant evidence that January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol was the result of an organized plot to overthrow the presidential election result. According to four current and former law enforcement officials. So the whole basis for this investigation and the whole basis for the corrupt media lying about an insurrection disappeared. And they act like it didn't. I have a suggestion. What's the guy's name again? Benny, what, what is it? Benny Hill? I forget his name. Benny Thompson? Hey, pal, why don't you release your phone records? Who have you been talking to? Why don't you release your phone records? They're all fools. They all play the same slime game. We want Benny Thompson to release his records. We want Nancy Pelosi to release her records and her taxes. Let's do it. Notice they don't apply FOIA to the Congress. Did you know that? FOIA doesn't apply to Congress. They got lots to hide. Remember when they had that slush fund for sexual harassment? Oh, yeah. Got all kinds of stuff going on there at Capitol Hill. I say this. Let's see all their phone records. You want to just pick on a few people? Benny Hill? I know it's Benny Thompson. I don't care. Benny Hill? Oh, we got to get to the bottom of this insurrection. There was no insurrection, you idiot. You jerk. They're arresting people who were standing on the lawn, even. We got 570 of them in jail here. We're going to throw the book at them. Trespassing. What? Oh, yeah. Nobody's charged with insurrection because there was no insurrection. Be the dumbest insurrection in human history. And that is the one being led by Joe Biden right now. Remember what I said. Thomas Jefferson talked about the tyranny of the legislature. Look what they're doing. 
just because they wear ties and coats and toupees and perfume and uh, cologne and this, that, and the other, doesn't mean they're not dangerous. They're going to steal more money from you. They're going to control more of your life. They're going to devour more of this society and culture. And you don't even know what they're doing. It's going to be in a massive bill that they haven't even finished writing. I'm sure there's going to be all kinds of hearings and really good news reports on what's going on, yeah? No, not at all. This really isn't a republic anymore. Joe Biden's... I'm showing everybody the difference between democracy and autocracy. Yes, you are, because you're the autocrat, you big dummy. Yes, he is. I'll be right back. Lovin. You know, it pains me. May I say this to you, my... Family audience, it pains me to see Robert Kennedy's book ahead of mine on Amazon, but there's nothing I can do about it. Only you can fix that, but can you imagine that? And by the way, I'm a new, what do we call it, poster, Mr. Producer? A new member of Getter, G-E-T-T-R, as well as Parler. You can go to Getter at Mark Levin Show, correct, Mr. Producer? G-E-T-T-R, Getter. At Mark Levin Show, Getter. G-E-T-T-R, at Mark Levin Show. We just popped up there. We've got about 92,000 followers. We'll get to a million soon enough. So I hope you'll join us there. It's a little easier to maneuver than Parler, but Parler's working on our site. And by the end of the week, I should have a very cool announcement about that too. Right, Rich? Am I allowed to say that or not? I may not, but I just did. Oh, my goodness. Let us go to Andy Croton on the Hudson, New York. You live on the river? Anyway, the great WABC. Andy, how are you? Doing great, Mark. Thank you so much for taking my call. Uh, Croton on Hudson, in case you don't know, is the setting for the movie Reds. Oh. And uh, I got to tell you, and I got to tell you, things have not changed much in my in my lifetime. Been here for twenty years. Um, I'm not surprised. Listen, um, uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a sad state of affairs. Uh, love you, man. I've been a listener Thank for you. so many years, and uh, I, I enjoy very, very much the music on your program. It's funky, and it takes me back to the days when I was a teenager, when anything and everything from any race creed, mm. color, or religion can be found on any radio station. You're right. It's awesome. You're so thank right. you. Uh, yeah, it, it just doesn't exist anymore. But And uh, I've said it before, I'll be honest with you. Most of the music I like, or the music I like the most, is it's basically uh, black musicians. Just is. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's funky stuff. And I had some great stuff on hold just then. Listen, I, I called in because uh, I've just given away my 20th copy of American Market. 20? When you Holy mackerel. Uh, that 20. When you announced uh, pre-orders were available, uh, I, I I will never give a penny to Jeff Bezos. So I went on to uh, yeah. Barnes and Noble. I got a yep. box of ten. They're uh, great. On pre-order. I went to Books a Million because I had heard that you had done a book signing there. Very solid. I trust them. And I bought a box of I bought a box of ten. And I, today I gave away my last copy. And I'm calling to say I, I I'll have one for you. Love, <laughs> love you don't have to ask. Sure. 
as much as I would love your signature, I'm about to buy another another box of ten to give those oh, away. So macro. please don't uh, send it to send it to uh, the woman uh, from Baltimore. Uh, my copy. I'll consider that my copy went to her for Mr. Uh, Mr. Errol, was it? That, uh, you, don't, you don't want a signed copy, huh? No, Troy, Mr. Troy. Well, as much as, 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 much as I do... Um, well, you're very, very kind. You're very generous, Andy. I'll put it that. You're very generous in uh, quoting on the Hudson there. And I want to thank you very, very much. I really do. I was going to say, don't hang up. I'll send you a signed copy. But when you do hang up, Mr. Producer... I mean, Tawan in Baltimore is going to be having quite the treasure chest here. We'll send her another one. All right, man. Thank you very, very much. That's very kind of you. And for those who can't afford it, that's the goal, to get the message out, 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 out as fast as possible. It truly is. Stephanie, Columbus, Ohio. Um, I don't have the call letters there, guys. How are you, Stephanie? Hi. You go right ahead. What I'm is it? good. How are you? XM Satellite. I'm sorry. Go right ahead. Thank you for taking my call. First and foremost, I want to say thank you for your book. Very awesome points in the book. Thank you. And as far as the signed copy goes, pay it forward because you do need to get the word out. Well, thank you. Secondly, I want to say there is nothing I can say that you and your viewers that are awesome have not already stated. But the state that our country, foreign policy, domestic policy, is absolutely sickening, Mm -hmm. sickening. And getting the word out, I feel like we need to reach a younger generation up Mm -hmm. to understand this. We can say, we can do. This book is written for them, too, because a lot of them go to college or even high school. And they're not prepared to fight back, or they're not prepared for what's coming and who's coming. And I kept that in mind very much when I wrote the book, just so you know. And I absolutely get that, and that is awesome. I work for the Ohio State University, biggest mm-hmm. college campus probably in the U.S., and people still are not comprehending what is happening in our country, mm-hmm. what is currently happening. Let, let's take Stephanie's phone number. Unfortunately, Stephanie, we have to go. Don't hang up, Stephanie. Let's get her phone number. We'll bring her back tomorrow if we can. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces. God knows we do. Our police officers, them too, uh, and all the emergency personnel. I want to thank all of you out there. Keep your chins up, folks. Keep it up. And I'll see you on Amazon. Be well. See you tomorrow.